Welcome to the Eddie Hyde Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Eddie Hyde, and this week we've been talking about slavery and the Bible, slavery and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I hope we're making the point that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing, it's the only message, it's the only power that has eliminated slavery in the world. And where the gospel has been preached in its purest form, in the power of the Holy Spirit, is where people have been the most free. Now, we're going to talk about Yesterday, we were talking about the Great Awakening and the abolition movement in America that came out of that Great Awakening and how there, there was a whole army of, of abolitionist preachers that called people to Christ and called for the abolition of slavery. And today, we're going to talk about how that Great Awakening impacted America's founders. You remember what um, Thomas Sowell said. Uh, how that he said that that in in the the eighteenth century, the seventeen hundreds, there was this turning against slavery in America by people like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and he said you can research the history of Africa, Asia, the Middle East, and you will find no comparable of rejection of slavery going on there. And we showed that this was happening. Because of this great awakening that was happening at this very time in the 1700s, yes, it had a powerful impact on America's founders, turned them against slavery, and impacted America's founding documents. America's founding documents are colorblind. There are no classifications in America's founding documents, no classifications based on skin color or race. The word slave or slaves are not found anywhere in the founding documents. There is nothing to indicate that the freedoms guaranteed therein do not apply to every person, to every citizen, regardless of race or skin color. That is why Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his iconic I Have a Dream speech, he made this statement about the founding documents. He said, when the architect, uh, I'm reading from, actually I'm reading this from my little book, Abolitionist Founding Fathers. He says, when the architects of our republic wrote the magnific magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Notice that he calls them magnificent words. Have you read the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution? Dr. King had more than once. But he referred to them as magnificent words. He says, he says they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, and that includes women too, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He then quoted from the Declaration of Independence. Uh, the the dec Declaration of Independence, you know, says that uh, says says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, all people are created equal and in, endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. You see, this this is something that makes America unique. Our founders said our rights, our liberties, come um, from God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you remember what I said about Freeborn Garrison? God supernaturally spoke to him, a slave owner, and said, these people don't belong to you. They belong to me. You see, this kind of thinking worked its way into our founders, into the founding documents. They said, they said our liberties come from God, that all people are, are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, and Dr. King also said, he said, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. He didn't want to do, he, by no means did he want to do away with America's founding documents. He wanted the nation to live up to those founding documents. Now, the founders turned against slavery, as, as Thomas Hull pointed out, when it was being practiced all over the world. Now, in trying to form a union, they had they here was here was the challenge they faced. Slavery had become very entangled in the South with the economy, with the culture. Now, there were many free blacks in America at this time. Someone has estimated, one historian has estimated there were at least 60,000 free blacks living in America at this time. Of course, yes, mostly in the South. There were even some black slave owners at this time. Um, the founders would have liked to have totally eradicated slavery, but what they were up against in the South, they were not willing to do this. And if they did not come into the Union the southern states would align with European powers like Great Britain, like France, or who knows who they, they would align with, and become a thorn in the flesh of this new nation made up of the northern states, which were abolitionist states. And so they were working, trying to include the southern states without a Affirming slavery. This is what this was the challenge they faced. And so what they did in the founding documents. Now, perhaps it was to their detriment, perhaps they were wrong, but they felt that they could not the country could not stand a civil war. The, the Constitution was 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 uh, written in 1787, but they became a nation in 1776 when they declared their freedom from Great Britain. They could not the country would not survive a, a, a civil war at this early date. And uh, and if they didn't include the southern states, as I said, they knew that they would align with, with European powers and probably they would not be able to exist. So they allowed slavery at that time to be a, a state issue. But in America's founding documents, which would be the primary legal documents, they made sure that the wording of the documents made clear that the rights guaranteed, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, applied to every American. Hallelujah. And so that's why there are no classifications based on race. Now, let me read you something. Let me read you some quotes here along these lines. Uh, this is this oh and and the founders they begin setting free their own slaves. Benjamin Franklin 
he had two slaves who were like household servants. He set them free, and he became a member and later the president of the Abolitionist Society of Philadelphia. Another one of America's founders, you may not know his name, uh, but he was one of the prominent founders. He was a, a physician from uh, Philadelphia. His name was Benjamin Rush, and he founded the first abolition society in America in Philadelphia. Benjamin Rush, a signer of the Declaration of Independence, a, mem a member of the Continental uh, Congress. George Washington, before he died, now, he knew that he couldn't just send all the slaves away. They were not prepared. They hadn't been trained for freedom. So before he died, he made arrangements to totally eliminate his estate, Mount Vernon, from slavery. He put in place a program to train uh, the children of slaves, to train them for freedom. He made arrangements for all the slaves to be able to go free unless they wanted to stay, and then they were to be paid salaries. Let me read to you. Let me see if I can come over and uh, and and read a quote here. Uh, powerful quotes that, you know, that they made in, in, in these, in, in, in their lives. Yes, I'm fine. I'm going over to it right now. Here's, here's, here's the one that I am looking for. Uh, George Washington, he made this statement about slavery. He said, not only do I pray for it on the score of human dignity, but I can clearly foresee that nothing but the rooting out of slavery can perpetuate the existence of our union by consolidating it in a common bond of principle. Of principle. I have so many more quotes in both of these books, 1726 and uh, uh, Abolitionist Founding Fathers. But I want to read, I'll turn back over where I was and... Uh, there's some powerful quotes here that I want to read to you. Um, so incredible. Just bear with me for a moment as I turn over to, to these quotes. Uh, I was just, just the one that I was just reading, but there is a quote here. Yeah, here it is. Uh, there's two quotes here. I, I will I will end this quote with... I'll go ahead and end this episode with uh, this quote from America's sixth president, John Quincy Adams, who was the son of the, of, the, of the second president, John Adams. And he's speaking of America's founders, and he says, No charge of insincerity or hypocrisy can be fairly laid to their charge. Never from their lips was heard one syllable of attempt to justify the institution of slavery. They universally considered it as a reproach fastened upon them by the unnatural stepmother country and saw that before the Declaration of Independence, slavery in common with every other mode of oppression was destined sooner or later to be banished from the earth. So they believed that their founding documents was going to be to play a role in banishing slavery from the earth. Wow. Uh, now listen to this. Frederick Douglass, the famous former slave and abolitionist, uh, he was born in, in 1818, born into slavery, died in 1895. But he came to this same understanding concerning the founders. Now, no one was more scathing in their verbal attacks on slavery and its proponents than Douglass. 
But after much study and investigation, he obtained a very high regard for America's founders. In a July 4th speech in 1852, he referred to the U.S. Constitution as what he called a glorious liberty document. Indeed, uh, an early abolitionist used America's founding documents as, as arguments against slavery, as tools to be used against slavery. So listen to what he said about America's founders, Frederick Douglass. He says, fellow citizens, I am not wanting in respect for the fathers of this republic. The signers of the Declaration of Independence were brave men. They were great men, too, great enough to give fame to a great age. It does not often happen to a nation to raise at one time such a number of truly great men. Wow. Uh, And why did he call them brave? Because they took a stand against slavery and created abolitionist documents at a time against great opposition to them and, and at a time when slavery was accepted and practiced in most of the world. Yes, you're right, Frederick Douglass. They were brave men, and we are experiencing today the blessings of, their, uh, of, of the, the freedoms that they put into our founding documents, and we're living at a time where we must stand up and fight for those same freedoms which uh, evil forces are trying to take away from us and from the American public. Well, I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. Check out these books, 1726 and Abolitionist Founding Fathers. It'll be a great blessing to you, and I look forward to seeing you next time.